Hi, everybody. This is Tony Kahn, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. I read an article recently that uh, put a price in today's dollars on the services that a mother generally provides her family for free. It came to about $120,000 a year. Well, the discrepancy between what a mother's worth and what she actually gets in hard cash can be huge, even if she does pull down money from a regular job. My mother, for instance, worked for years as a high school teacher, taught English. She gave her students a future and a big measure of self-confidence, and in return, she got peanuts. And uh, I'm betting that if your mother worked at the cafeteria of that high school instead of the classroom, like the mother of today's morning storyteller, she probably got even less. Betty Scandalis grew up to be a financial planner, and she came in the other day to tell us a little bit about her mother's life and how that amazing woman did the books on herself and established her value. We call it frosting on the cake. Every morning at 6.30 a.m., after a quick breakfast of tea and toast, Mom would cheerfully drive to the high school and start the day lifting 10-pound cans of tomato puree into vats as big as hot tubs. In the late afternoon after work, I'd sear at the kitchen table with tea, nearly six feet tall and with the body of a linebacker her seafoam green eyes staring dreamily out the window, thinking, I'm sure of this, about the next day's menu plan. She'd grown up on a working farm in Dracut, Massachusetts, and was used to working long and hard. Running a cafeteria was as close as she ever got to staying in school. In 1938, when you were a girl from a big Greek family, marriage trumped education, and that was that. At the high school, she worked with a dozen middle-aged ladies, probably all working for the same thing, to help their children shed the pink and blue collars of their parents to become teachers, lawyers, doctors. Margaret was five feet tall and 100 pounds, full of nervous, streaky energy like the roadrunner. Effie had thick, sturdy legs and a kindly manner. When I graduated from eighth grade, they all lined up to cheer me on as I marched past them from junior high to the high school auditorium. I remember mom's retirement luncheon. She was 70 and had been asked to resign in accordance with the age policy for town employees. She was devastated. Her replacement attended the party. A nervous young man educated in food science who'd bring more modern methods to the school lunch program. My mother, painfully shy by nature, held my hand under the table like a small child. When she got up to say a few words, she forgot to let go of my hand and took me right up to the front of the room with her. I don't remember all that she said, but I I know she thanked everyone for the privilege of working all those years. Then, almost as an afterthought, she moved me forward as if ushering me onto a dance floor and said to the group, and this is my daughter, Betty. She's a financial planner. I am eight years old. I open up the fridge to find something to eat, a 
two-foot orange rectangle, partially concealed by aluminum foil, glows back at me. It is American cheese, and I think every kid at home slices sandwich cheese from a 10-pound brick and cuts pieces of chocolate cake from a tray the size of a medicine cabinet. Doesn't everyone spoon peanut butter out of one-gallon cans? Aren't all their recipes divisible by 40? Mom, you told me once that you'd work for nothing. I never had the heart to tell you. You practically did. As the youngest of your four kids, I know you worked for all of us. We were the midnight chocolate cake, the dense result of all your labor. But the opportunity to work, the work itself, for you, that was the sweet, delicious frosting on the cake. That was today's morning story from uh, Betty Scandalis. We're here today in Studio AO with uh, Gary Mott. AO for Antonio Oliart, our engineer. Lori and I were watching television last night, and she commented on how Mother's Day was kind of a joke of a day because of all the commercialism. Today's the day, don't forget mom. And it's like, no, we can't forget mom any day of the year. So, Gary, how much did you spend on your mother today? I'm not known for remembering Mother's Days, but... This one, I felt like, you know, I just couldn't forget. Mm-hmm. So I bought a card. Yeah. I bought stamps. Yeah. Stood in line for 20 minutes. Yeah. And I mailed it yesterday. Oh. So right. it's coming, Mom, down okay. there in Tejas. <laughs> okay. And I ended the note by saying, you're important. That's all that mothers really, really want to know. Right? As you get older, they're probably also going to really appreciate hearing Mom I understand now. (laughs) Oh, yes. Right. Not just I appreciate you, but, you know, I really understand. Uh, Gary, who who wrote this week? What do we got? Uh, We heard from Mark from not sure where. This week I rediscovered Have Mercy on My Soul with Vaughn Short. Mm, It's an early story. Podcast on November 12th, 2004. This is one of the most profoundly moving pieces I've heard on any podcast. I'm sure, to reflect on it for a long time. Thanks again for your unique ability to capture such intimate stories and bring them to us in such a personal way. Here's another uh, email that, that arrived just last night. Two of your recent stories have changed my life. For the last 12 years, I've been carrying around a ball of guilt and hatred for a person with whom I had a relationship in high school. For many years, I've said that if I ever saw him again, I would at the very least read him the riot act and at the very worst physically hurt him just so he could know what I felt like all these years. I told myself that doing so would bring me closure. Well, I listened to Behind the Blue Ribbon and must have listened to the opening introduction 50 times. And she quotes what what I said there. So often when we talk about closure, what we really mean is getting revenge. Well, that made me think about how wrong I might be. The next week's podcast brought Marshall Jr. and Louise, which was a story that was told to us by Betsy Bunn about her childhood in the South. And she quotes Betsy from that story. She says, If there is anything that is primarily important in the world, 
It's the ability and the willingness to be part of each other's lives. I don't think we try very hard. I wonder if we ever will. The letter writer goes on to say, I realized that this person in my past probably did the best he could have, and it simply wasn't enough. My best at that time simply wasn't good enough. Well, later that week, I was online at the popular site MySpace, and I was looking at the profile of one of my friends when I accidentally clicked on the link for our high school, and the first name that came up was his. The ability and willingness to be part of each other's lives rang in my ears. So I sent him a cautious email, and the reply was genuine. We emailed several times over a couple of days, and finally my phone rang. It was him, and he said, I have been looking for you for years to tell you one thing. I'm sorry for what happened. All I got to tell him how I felt. The past stopped haunting me as it has him. Not only have I gotten the closure I needed, I have also gained a new old friend. This story kept me up most of the night as I realized its own relevance to me and my life right now. So so you have a story to tell. I, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not well, yet. Yeah. I just hope that we can continue to hear stories from, from all of you out there. You can also visit our website and you can find uh, a lot of opportunities to submit any stories that might come to mind for you when you hear the stories that we've got for you. So uh, we look forward to seeing where you take us next. Our website, wgbh.org slash morningstories, and drop us a line at morningstories at wgbh.org. And what happened to Ipswich? Aren't they being thanked for the help that they give this podcast week after week? You bet they are. Ipswich.com. Ipswich, a leader in file transfer software. Check out their website at ipswich.com, I-P-S-W-I-T-C-H. So we'll see you all next week. Take care. Love you, Mom. Mrs. Mott, you did a great job. Señor Oliart, you got yourself a wonderful son, too. And what an engineer. So we'll see you all next week. Take care.